Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. What's up, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Phil. And I'm Indigo. And today we are talking about some creepy Halloween stories. How you feel about that? Meh. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite time of the year. So um, what I've done was scour the internet on some creepy folklore stories and some true ones. So... Hopefully you find these stories interesting. Let's get started with the first one. The Russian Sleep Experiment. In 1947, at a top secret Soviet test facility, an experiment unfolded that would send shivers down your spine. The experiment involved five prisoners, considered enemies of the state who were subjected, subjected to a bizarre and horrifying scientific test. They were placed in a sealed glass chamber and given a gas-based stimulant to keep them awake for 30 days. The catch? They were promised freedom if they completed the experiment. Initially, the subjects behaved normally, talking and even conver- converse- conversing excuse rather uh, with the researchers through one-way glass but as the days passed something sinister began on the ninth day one subject started screaming uncontrollably for hours eventually tearing his vocal cords When the second subject joined in, the remaining prisoner covered the windows with book pages and their own feces. Silence fell over the chamber. On the 15th day, the researchers turned off the gas and reopened the chamber. What they found was beyond comprehension. The surviving subjects had mutilated and cannibalized themselves and each other. They refused to leave the chamber and displayed superhuman strength and resistant to sedatives. Eventually, military officials ordered the surviving subjects back into the chamber despite researchers' uh, objections. But chaos ensued. One subject fell asleep and died while another killed the commander. The last surviving subject spoke an inherent evil inside the human mind. The the researcher, in a desperate act, shot the subject, who, with his dying breath, muttered, So nearly free. So this... (laughs) Very creepy. This one was um, proven to be untrue. Well, so they say it was proven to be untrue, but who knows what goes on in Russia? What do you think about that um, story? Mm, I'm, I'm a skeptic. Mm-hmm. Not quite, quite feeling this story. Never heard of the story, but who knows? I'm pretty sure they got all types of um, 
creepy things that they're doing in Russia, like scientific experiments and stuff like that. Mm. So how about this man? Mm -hmm. So our exploration into the baffling and mysterious story of this man. If you thought the tale was strange before, it's about to get even more intriguing. Reported evidence of this man appearing in dreams allegedly dates back to the 1980s long before the creation of the ever-dream this man. According to the website, the first sketch of this man emerged in January 2006. A well-known psychiatrist in New York created this image based on descriptions from a patient who claimed to encounter this enigmatic figure in his reoccurring dreams. What makes this story even more puzzling is that several days later, Another patient of the same psychiatrist recognized the sketch and insisted that the, this man was also a reincurring character in his own dreams. The psychiatrist, baffled by this, shared the image with his colleagues and uh, gathered testimony from four more people who claimed to recognize the man. The, mysterious, the mystery of this man was unfolding. Since then, more than 8,000 people from various cities worldwide, including Los Angeles, Berlin, Sao Paulo, Tehran, Beijing, Rome, Barcelona, Stockholm, Paris, New Delhi, and Moscow, have claimed to have seen this man while asleep. The stories from anonymous witnesses are as diverse as they are perplexing. They range from romantic or sexual fantasies involving this man to chilling accounts of him attacking or even killing the dreamer. In some dreams, he offered cryptic life advice. The relationship between this man and the dreamer varied widely, with accounts of portraying him as a father or a school teacher with six fingers on his right hand <laughs> and more. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> his voice, however, remained unidentifiable. As he rarely spoke, and dreamers found it difficult to remember sounds and dreams compared to images. But there were reoccurring themes in his messages, such as the cryptic advice to go north. In a 2015 interview with Vice, the creator of thisman.org website, Andrea Nutella revealed that he himself dreamt of this man in the winter of 2008. He claimed that the man invited him to create a website to find an answer to his own appearance. Nutella followed this guidance and created the website, which included an identikit image of this man. Generated using the mobile app Ultimate Flash Face. Oh my god. I just googled that and he's creepy. <laughs> Alright, when you get on. Uh, despite the massive online, online presence of this man, no living human who looks exactly like him has ever been identified. Andrea Nutella has received countless letters and emails from people speculating about who this man might resemble, ranging from fictional characters to real public figures. And 
even individuals who believe they themselves were this man. The thismen.org website proposed five theories regarding the origins of this man, including the archetype theory, the religious theory, the dream surfer theory, the dream and imitation theory, and daytime recognition theory. Each theory provided a unique perspective on this bewildering phenomenon, but none of them were supported by conclusive evidence. The enigma of this man continues to perplex and intrigue. Is he a manifestation of the collective human subconscious, a product of our dreams, or something far more mysterious? The answers remain elusive and mysterious and endures. So what did he look like? He looked like a... Um, let me not say that. You don't want him to come in here, Jay? <laughs> he looks like um, one of those pictures of Neanderthals. Yeah. That. He looks kind of like so the has... basic archetype. Like if you were asked like a child to draw a, a man, he, he would look like what that child would draw. Like weird. Is he like a, a dream His face walker? It's kind of out of proportion and it is very creepy. No. I don't know, but let me get off this website. <laughs> All right, so we have the Granny Ripper next. Mm-hmm. So this is a disturbing story of Tamara Mitrofanova Samsonova, also known as the Granny Ripper. Her, <laughs> what a name Granny Ripper. You gonna she find out? The you gonna find out? Her story is a chilling reminder that sometimes the most sinister individuals can hide in plain sight. Tamara Samsonova was born in Russia in 1947, and for most of her life, she appeared to be an unassuming elderly woman. She lived in St. Petersburg and worked as a hotel worker, leading a quiet and seemingly normal life. However, in 2015, the shocking truth about Tamar had began to unravel. Russian authorities discovered a series of gruesome murders in St. Petersburg, the victims, all elderly individuals, were dismembered, and their body parts were scattered throughout the city. What was even more disturbing was that Samsonova was not only the prime suspect, but she also kept detailed diaries in which she confessed to her crimes. She referred to herself as a werewolf and described the murders in gruesome detail. One entry read, I killed my tenant, Valagolda. I know I butchered that. Cut him into pieces in the bathroom with a knife. Put the pieces of his body in plastic bags and threw them away in the different parts of the how you say it? Franzinski district. Franzinski district. Samsonova's Macabre? Yeah. Samsonova's actions did not stop there. She confessed to murdering and dismembering several other victims, leaving behind a trail of horror that shocked the entire nation. When authorities arrested Samsonova, they found her to be emotionally detached and eerily calm. She showed no remorse for her actions and appeared almost proud of her deeds. 
In a most shocking twist, she claimed to have been inspired by the infamous Russian serial killer Andrei Chikotilo, also known as the Butcher of Rostov. Mm-hmm. Samsonova cited her fascination with his case as a driving force behind her own gruesome crimes. Samsonova, the granny ripper, serves as a haunting reminder that evil can hide behind the most ordinary facades. Her story is a chilling chapter in the in true crime, and it leaves us with many questions about human capacity for darkness. So what did you think about that? Um, I was trying to figure out why her name was a granny ripper, but she was ripping people into pieces. She was ripping <laughs> grannies up. She was serious. You should Google her no. face. Her face is crazy. I've had enough scary faces <laughs> But the most intriguing story to me was um, the man in the dreams. Because everyone was dreaming the same man and had the same description for that man. And that's weird. Like, how does that happen? Um, what blows my mind is that they have vivid memories of the person. So how many dreams are they having of the man? So in some instances, people will have dreams of him, like, several times. Mm-mm. Several times. And, Mm-mm. like, how... How does our consciousness work when we go to sleep? Mm-hmm. Are we in our own different and separate dream realms or are they all connected in some way? You know? That's a great question because also the man, um, the dreams were in different countries. Right. And nobody knew each other. So how would they have similar? Exactly. S- similar experiences within the dream world. And I wonder how, like, how did the the therapist, uh, psychiatrist, rather, um, like, gauge that? Did he pull up a... Yeah, like, how did he put the piece? Yeah, did he put up a poll with other psychiatrists, Mm -hmm. um, reaching out to people to see if they dreamt dreamt this man? Um, Like, where where does our consciousness go when we sleep? And a lot of stories about the man were kind of like positive, like he would help them out in life situations. He would um, be in relationships with some of them. He'd be people's school teachers, like. <laughs> like, it seems like whatever people lacked in life or whatever they needed in life, he would be there to help with that lack of. Why do you have to look so creepy, though? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah, check out man.org and see what we're talking about. Theman.org. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And um, what are some other stories that you heard about, just personally? Just personal stories. Yeah. Um, I don't really have much. I don't. I don't dabble or dive into that side of the world. But since you're the Halloween man, tell me something. Tell you that something that you've encountered or experienced. Well, actually, I have. I do have a story. Tell us. Um, I was once dating a guy that lived in New York. He was a drummer. And we were in New York at the time. And we were walking home from a concert to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, this guy... I don't even know if he was a guy. I mean, he was a guy. But, babe, when I say... 
when the guy walked past us and we looked at each other like, what the hell? His whole face was like mauled. Mauled? Like. Like he got in a fight with a bear or something? Like he had, it looked, it looked like he wasn't. <laughs> a real person? Yes. But we were trying to, like, we looked at each other and did a double take. Like, I know you didn't see what I saw. But mm. we saw it, but the guy was walking so fast. So, but he was covered like, um, you know, in Home Alone when the lady was like a pigeon lady? Yeah. So, he had that outfit on. So, already it kind of looked like. Oh. Dark, like the pigeon lady. You think he might have been homeless? No. Maybe? No. no, no, no. He looked like he did not belong. <laughs> That's why we were so terrified. Literally, like, the guy walks past. So, we're walking straight ahead. Mm. Down one road, and you know how the New York like sidewalks are not that big. They're not yeah. massive. They're kind of tiny. Yeah. And so there was like bags and bags of trash, mm-hmm. and like you know rats scaring. So like already I had a fear of the the rats because they were just popping every time we walked past a trash bag. The, the rats just popping out of nowhere. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like we make space for this guy who's walking towards us, and I kid you not, like. He didn't even look at us, but the way that he was walking is like, yeah, I know I look scary as hell, but I'm still going to walk and you're going to still be in my presence. His face, like, it looked like he had, like, he like boils, like massive boils. It looked like uh, massive boils, but so much so you couldn't really see his eyes. It was just boils everywhere. Mm. But it, it didn't look like an illness. It looked like he just wasn't from this planet. Mm. I have not expressed to you, but he, the way that he carried himself, it was just like darkness. <laughs> I'm mm. not trying to be rude about somebody, but it just looked like somebody you didn't want to mess with. I believe number one. But the way that I had looked at this person, I was just like, yo. And he was like, yo. It, it was something like, did we see what we just saw? It was that scary. It mm. was that it, blew my mind because I've never seen anything like that but then when we turned around he was nowhere to be found just disappeared like we went like this and he was there but you know people walk fast in New York but we were like nah mm. and it was raining it was raining rats trash bags man darkness mm. no street lights demon man yeah it was it mm. was trippy it was trippy that's my only like scary thing even to this day I'm like was that guy real like I just don't know that's a, that's a very creepy story. But also, New York is one of those places too, right? Where you just see weird stuff. So like, All the time. Was he like? Then we were having a conversation about was he like in makeup? You know, like mm-hmm. we weren't sure. What he, we saw. That was probably his real face. Mm-hmm. That was probably that was his scary. real face. That was scary. Glad you made it out of that. No. This is one reason why I don't want to live in New York. <laughs> nah. Terrifying. Um, do you have any? Um. No real like life experiences like that, like in in this everyday life. But you know, I've heard like creaky like sounds in my mother's house or paranormal. Paranormal, like my mother would be gone. I'm like maybe like. 15 or 16 and my mother go out or whatever and I would hear things in the kitchen fall what would you do? 
I would just sit in my room and close the door, like, and, just let, let it keep and forget just, about yeah. it. Yeah, but I would hear like things like fall, or I would hear strange sounds going on in in another room. But growing up, I would hear that stuff like that all the time, and it never like harmed or bothered me. So I wasn't really tripping. I'm like, maybe it's something in there. But one day, my mother told me that um, before she moved in the house, the previous owner passed away in front of the, uh, in the in, by the front door from a, I think she said a heart attack or something. Oh my god! Yeah, and um, I figured that's whatever spirit that is is still like lingering on in mm-hmm. in the house or whatever and you just hearing him fall and have the heart attack over and over again right Shame. you know what i mean Shame. and it makes sense because my mother does not want to stay in the house alone by herself she just doesn't like it that's why she's probably already out she's out all the time you know what i mean but um little stuff like that um a lot of sleep paralysis um you ever get the feeling like you're being watched, yeah, but there's nobody there, like no matter where you go, you just feel like somebody's watching you. Tell me about that so it's not uh, something that happens frequently, but I notice that like in certain crowds, and it's not like, yeah, people look at you and you come through a door, but just having that sensation of having eyes on you, but you're the one by yourself mm-hmm. in a space. I'd say that probably happened to me like once. Where was I now? Mm. Was it? I'm trying to figure out if it was when we went to like that place in Maryland. When we had like the group stay over. In the mountains? When we were just like in the wooded areas. Yeah, the mountains. Yeah, I kind of had like, not during the day, but at night, just kind of like a a whiff of like. Like something else is there. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't give it too much attention, attention excuse me, but just feeling like you're not alone. <laughs> I mean, we were pretty drunk right. and doing other like party favors. So, I mean, no, of course, that would have played a huge factor, especially with someone like me. <laughs> And being in an unfamiliar space, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to dismiss it, but I kind of felt like the same thing. Like, okay. I didn't want to get like too drunk out there because you never know. You got to stay on. That's why you were doing that. Yeah, I was just you like, got to stay on point. That's. I was so confused because I'm like, usually you'd be kind of relaxed and wanting, but I'm like, he's just like the complete opposite. Just did not want to do too much of anything. One thing about me is I learned to listen to my intuition a long time ago. <laughs> For real. I'm glad I have you because then I was just like, well, he's a sober one, so. Yeah. But, um, there's some creepy stuff going on out here, man. Give us one example. Well, what's creepy? Aliens are creepy. Don't you think that's creepy? Aliens are. I mean, it's creepy, but it's not because they're not here like Independence Day blowing up the White House or anything. No, just, I get that. But I'm more talk, more so talking about like paranormal and things that you can't explain. 
Like sleep paralysis is is a main one for me. Like why and how does that happen? And why is it so fucking terrifying? But that's what terrifies me about life and how our lives are already set up the way that they are. Like why do we have a system? And Mm. why does a system always seem like it's supposed to be working in the favor of the people, but it's causing the suffering of people? Mm -hmm. Ain't that scary? This whole world is scary. (laughs) Everything is scary. I think about like what, like that's terrifying. It's creepy to me that I know waking up, our tax dollars are going to something we didn't even sign off on. You know what? Another creepy experience, right? (laughs) I was working for this delivery company delivering um, laundry. Mm -hmm. And People were like, I guess it was like an Uber for laundry. They would send out their laundry, get it washed, and then right. get it sent back. And I walked into this creepy hotel delivering the laundry. Hotel? Where was it? It was in D.C. But this hotel reminded me like um, like an old, like, okay, let me give you a breakdown. The hotel had red curtains on the wall and very old antique looking furniture mm-hmm. and the people who were attending this hotel or lived uh, I guess stayed at the hotel were very like old money but like creepy old money like like a masquerade party type money mm-hmm. where they like hunt people for fun or something like that like pay money but the hotel had Red curtains on the wall, right? Very old antique furniture. And when I got into the elevator to go to the specific floor on the specific door where I was supposed to drop the the um, laundry off, right? The guy opened the door. He looked like... He looked like um, a Rothschild or something. Like a very creepy old dude that I don't want to put it just felt weird being there it felt like the energy there was wrong I wasn't supposed to be there it felt like if I got caught alone there late at night something extremely bad will happen Mm. like some saw type shit from some rich people (laughs) so I said you know what here's your stuff that was actually the last day I worked <laughs> that yeah, jump. <laughs> I lie to you not. It was called uh, rents. Um, and we just pick up the laundry and drop it off. And I was like, nah, I'm not doing that no more. It was scary, man. And the architecture outside of the hotel was like um, gargoyles, like stone gargoyles hanging like hanging above the the doors and the doors were like big heavy gold doors like that hotel had been there since like the maybe early 1800s and it felt like very witchcrafty what was this like? it was in some it was in DC close to um close to the embassies mm. uh, yeah close to the embassy I don't know which one but it was extremely old and it felt extremely weird and it felt like I shouldn't be there or something bad was going to happen. Mm. So, yeah. 
Last day at the laundry job. That was it. I said, nope, that's a wrap. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your uh, grandparents ever tell you any ghost stories? Didn't? Yeah, but I don't remember them. They used to be one my grandma told me, and I used to be so terrified of it. But I can't, I really can't think about it. We used to have days where we'd just be like telling stories. Mm-hmm. And pretty much it's like old tales. Mm-hmm. So every time like you would hear the old tale, you go, Pai wa po, and everybody responds, Defunde, and then you tell your story. It's like once upon a time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a lot. Some of them made me cry because I was so terrified. <laughs> mm. So just you tales of You don't remember tales. like a, a general? Mm-mm. No? I have to wait and think. It's been years now. Mm. It's been years. Yeah, I haven't had, I don't remember any, like, old ghost stories. Yeah. I remember um, when I was a child, um, Tales from the Hood came out. hmm And my cousins made me watch it. I probably Did was, you like, it, you freak you out? six or seven. And they made me sit there throughout the whole movie. And the part that got me, like, really terrified that I almost peed myself was when the little um, slave dolls... Um, jumped out of the painting mm-hmm. and started terrorizing the old white dude. Mm-hmm. I had nightmares about those dolls for at least my, maybe like two months after that. Shame. Yeah. And the old dude, um, the dude who was telling the stories, I forget his name, he passed away a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. But he turned into the devil um, at the end of the, the movie. That freaked me out. I thought I was, man, I, I thought I was going to die that day. That freaked me the hell out watching that. Six or seven, I'd be scared too. I was young. That's and they, insane. Yeah, Phil, just sit there and watch it. Just watch it. Every time I try to leave, my cousin will push me down and, and make me watch the jump. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds a little <laughs> It was terrifying. Forceful. It was terrifying. You had any movies that um, freaked you out? Yeah, but I started watching scary movies late. Like, Mm. I did not like... That was not my thing. Um, I think the scariest I watched was The Ring and Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, those two were very scary. Especially when The Ring, when it first came out. No, when it first came out, was coming out the TVs, and we all had those type of TVs. Yeah. I did not not like how that movie made me feel. I was too terrified. Big and then teams. it's like my friends would like to watch it with the lights off. If I watch scary movie, I turn that thing on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but everybody mm-hmm. likes to watch scary films with no light, so I didn't. I don't like that. It's full dramatic effect. Mm-hmm. But then with Hannibal, it's just like I could. Me watching as a kid, I just did not know people would be gross like that. That to me I was like, why would you do that? Like, why would you eat somebody? With, you gotta be super beans. evil and disgusting to eat somebody. Yeah. I just it just made me feel sick. It's actual people out here who did, who have done it, or who are still doing it. But that was my first introduction with someone even thinking, you know. Mm. Or the, it was the scene where the guy's skull was open. Yeah. And he was just eat, like eating him alive. Yeah. Have, yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm just not, I don't really like scary movies. You know that about me, but. Well, it's Halloween, man. And, um, we haven't been able to find a film yet. <laughs> nah, the tradition used to be that we would watch a scary movie every weekend, but mm-hmm. can't really do it since we have a kid. 
But there's also a strike on um, actors right now, so they haven't been much productions for anything. Right, right. And they haven't really really been in any, like, really scary movies in the last, like, maybe, like, five to six years. There hasn't been any, like, really good ones. with a good storyline. Because sometimes it's like you can get a good movie depending on what category of scary you want. Do you want gory? Do you want a thriller? We did watch one. um, What was it called? Talk to Me with the Monkey Paw. You remember it? With the sun? The Australian one. Where the girl would touch the, the, the hand oh, and the yeah. spirits would come mm-hmm. through. Yeah. That was a pretty good one. Other than that, no. Yeah. I, don't, I can't think of anything else. But um, I hope before, what is it called? Halloween concludes, you can find one film at least to watch. So you have until tomorrow. Yeah, too. <laughs> Alright guys, I hope those scary stories, uh, I hope you found those interesting. <laughs> Excuse me. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment, and um, happy Halloween. We will see you guys later.